0: All is fair in Love, War, and Challenges.
1: This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 And challenges.
2: to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined with Becky and Tyler Lauder. No Antonio today. He's too busy. Fighting charges. OK, OK, we can't use that. We can't use that. We can't use that. I oh, my god. I'm fucked up, even if that's too much. Uh, what is Antonio busy doing? Okay, no Antonio today. He's too busy. So while he does that, we're going to do this. What's really good, guys? Yo, how was your week? Becky, tell us, Challenge Mania Chicago, how did that go? Well,
3: it was a lot of fun. Um, as per usual, when I get there, you know, it's it's a great time. Uh, I got to meet everybody, uh, Jamie, uh, who is, the Ghost, I guess, is what they were calling him. Who the fuck is uh, He hasn't watched any of the seasons. He was so out of the loop. He was asking a bunch of people which seasons he should go back and watch. And everybody basically was like, you need to watch all of them. What but the probably f- start at Free Agents.
2: So the question I have is, what the fuck was he doing there?
3: Apparently, people want to see Old School Challengers, or maybe everybody is too busy recording to come out. <laughs> I interacted a little bit with Brad. Actually, Brad is a very talkative guy. He basically said that without tori and jordan on this season that this whole season would be trash and i looked at him and i said how could you like jordan he's such a you know garbage can in my opinion again not saying anything for anybody else but my opinion he basically said that he has worked with disabled kids in the past and a lot of times parents have to amp up their children and that at the point it may have gone from Trying to encourage him to be better to full blown cockiness, but that he was a great competitor. And I said, I absolutely agree. I think uh, Jordan is a great competitor. I just can't stand him as a person. But they wouldn't let us talk any further because basically, I guess Brad was taking way too much time with people and refused to stop talking to everybody.
2: Well, that's kind of cool, right? Though Brad taking his time to spend with the fans. I mean, big shots, Scott. Indeed, they have done a great job at bridging the gap between viewer and challenge competitor i commend
4: those guys tyler how was your week my week has been great it's been a lot different obviously not the fun luxurious go out to challenge media week but has been fun <laughs> nonetheless you know uh baby's growing she is uh she's moved her way up into the 93rd percentile for weight and the 89 hey. percentile for height so she's healthy and that's right now where i'm focused at and it's it's awesome so
2: we are just really, really blessed. Um, I got a couple of days off for Thanksgiving. Uh, Monet's in here doing her thing, cooking everything up. I am just thankful and, and blessed. And speaking of thankful, uh, there's a couple of things that I am thankful for. First off, happy Turkey Day to all of you pot stars out there celebrating the holidays. I just want to say thank you. We are over 50 episodes in. Our subscribership is going we are thriving, and we are only doing that because of you. I just want to say thank you. Every week I am humbled again and again by the sheer amount of people who just listen to us talk shit about a dumb TV show. I thank you. I thank all of my Challenge podcast colleagues, all of you listeners. Just a big thank you to all of you guys. We love you. We listen to everything, and just I can't say it enough. Thank you. I'm thankful to all of you.
3: Aw, that was so well said.
2: Yes, yes. I love it. And, and most importantly, while you're there cutting up your turkey, getting your cranberry sauce, with your stuffing, make sure you don't forget to eat. Better yet, my whole d- <laughs> <laughs> I was Let's go so ahead and get into this waiting. episode. Nani is feeling a little bit lonely. She has made it very, very far, but she doesn't have the alliance. She doesn't have the power. She knows why she's made it this far. She knows why she's there.
3: I literally can't take this anymore. I am alone amongst the girls on my team. Being in this game, it definitely starts to weigh on you after a while, but if it weren't for Lebron and Zach, I would have been so lost this season. I just have to try to stay positive because I know that I am a great competitor and I deserve to be a champion.
2: She's the buffer for the Team U.S. girls. She's the person they know they could throw in at the last minute. Also, Tori and Jordan approaching CT They're trying to get CT to his side, but CT knows who's been holding him down this whole entire game. And he has no plans of switching up.
5: You would throw me in over one of their girls?
2: Uh, Tori, come on. Nothing's going to change.
5: If
3: we win, we don't have to throw anybody
5: into
1: it. Yeah, that's
2: if we win, but we never
1: win. So then, even if we win, I'm just winning to get thrown into elimination. Girls' is
3: coming up, and I have never felt the wrath of the challenge like this before. Now I'm kind of realizing what it's like to side with Jordan because this is how he feels all the time. I just feel like at some
1: point in time, people decide to be like, okay, actually, let's play smart instead of playing. No, well, let's play your way. What do you mean? We've not, we haven't been playing my way the whole game. I'm I, What do you expect us to do, Tori, at this point? We've been protecting each other the entire challenge. Paulie's Alliance, they want me to vote in Tori. She's a strong competitor, and they don't wanna see her in a final. I think the UK team has the potential to be a strong team, but if lines have been drawn a long time ago, I'm not gonna change my ways now. There's nothing I can do for you guys. I'm working with these people, not you. Give me a break. At this point in time, it's not even like they don't see us as useful. It's just not that we don't see you as useful. We think you guys are great competitors. It has nothing to do with your, we think your abilities are awesome. You really want to hurt your chances of? No, that's not true. But listen, at the same time, I mean, we've got a ton of people who have been looking after me the entire challenge, and like, I don't see why that should change now.
3: You're gonna get to the final, and if you and don't have us, you're gonna lose. Why am I us, the only one saying
1: this, guys? Nothing's gonna change.
2: Let's go ahead and get into this daily. Today's daily is going to be called.
0: Today's challenge is called Mind the Cart. To begin, one male and one female will be in those mining carts up there. They must wheel themselves out there and start collecting those medallions as fast as they can. All the while, one person from each team is going to swim out to that raft and retrieve a handsaw. Once you get the handsaw back to shore, you're going to start sawing away at a rope that is connected to your opponent's cart. If you get through the rope, that will in turn dump the cart and its contents into the water. Now we're gonna continue this process until everyone plays. Each member will choose one role, either a swimmer or a medallion collector. Team UK, since you have fewer team members, some of your players will have to perform that role in more than one heat. Team US, since the game will be played in three rounds, two of your women will have to be swimmers. So once everybody is gone, we're going to count how many medallions you got. The team to collect the most medallions will win today's challenge, form a tribunal, and be sitting pretty. The team to lose today's challenge is going to have to select one female for possible elimination. All right, guys?
2: Good luck. One of my favorite things about this daily challenge is that TJ refers to the challenge as the contents to be dumped over once the rope is cut. Now, because of how everything is shaken up, the girl swimming is going to be tough. This seems like it's going to be one of the few times where Team UK's numbers are going to work in their advantage. Before going into this, Becky, how do you feel about this daily?
3: I mean, I think it's a fun daily, but I am honestly shocked at the amount of water challenges that have been involved this season.
2: It has been a lot.
3: I mean, I've watched so many seasons, and it's never been this much water. So I I honestly don't, I mean I know a lot of people are subscribing to, you know, maybe people are rigging it for the good swimmers or maybe it's their best way to try and get people to learn how to swim, but the whole thing is just a little bit overdone. I'm really done with these water challenges. Can we have something else? Like I'm getting bored of them.
4: Most definitely, Tyler. I mean, I was a fan of how, how like intricate this this daily challenge was. There were so many layers and aspects. I mean, there's swimming, there's retrieving a piece, there's you know a buzz saw, there's you know there's cutting a rope, and then the whole time that's going on, there's a second challenge. It felt like going on up top where people are you know going back and forth on ropes trying to collect medallions. I don't think they gave enough time to that, and they spent so much time focusing on the swimming. But I mean, there was so much going on. I was, I was actually happy with this daily challenge. I like daily challenges where there's so many different aspects to it and it makes challengers have to think like on the spot.
2: Absolutely. One of the things that I love the most about this daily challenge is that everybody for the most part has to compete. Everybody has to show up. Nobody gets to sit this one out and this one is going to work you. Everybody got work this challenge. No matter if you were trying to collect the medallions, it got tossed to the water, or if you had to go and make that major swim. But one of the most impressive things that we've seen is Jordan make this swim three times and completely dominate. I commend Karin Maria for thinking that she's going to be the best person for the job. In all reality, I don't think there was a lot of girls who would have made more of a difference, even though when it's all said and done, one-on-one versus Jordan, she couldn't get it done. So let's talk about how great Jordan was in this, in this daily challenge. Tyler, what did you make of Jordan completely dominating the swimming portion and essentially winning this whole entire
4: elimination for Team UK? I mean, it was it was awesome. It was amazing uh, when you see somebody have to do what Jordan had to do, which was make the same swim three times in a row. You'd expect like, okay, his first swim's going to be great, second swim's going to be pretty good, third swim's going to be so so. No, he delivered front to back like start to finish it was great performing he was lapping almost uh, everybody and he i agree he was the single reason why team uk won today he gave his team more time than team usa to collect the medallions and at the same time he got to show just how good of a swimmer he is
3: i was very impressed by jordan all things aside he's obviously a strong swimmer I honestly expected him to gas out at one point, but he was the Energizer Bunny that just kept going and going. And you were like, where is he getting this energy? Uh, so I give him mad props. Uh, he's obviously the best swimmer that they have currently still in this game. Um, and I, I give him all the reason to say that, you know, he is the best swimmer that we have.
4: I mean, I kind of said this earlier. Um, when I was watching the episode, that Jordan legitimately, legit, I can't even say that word now, legitimately might be the best swimmer that we've ever had on the challenge. Um, I think he's probably third overall. Who's the first two? I, I mean, I, I know Wes is up there, but who's the other one? I think Wes is number one overall, and then Shane would be number two. Shane was a strong swimmer. But Shane could also fight for number one because he did beat Wes on a, on a Champs versus Stars episode. He did, but Wes historically has a problem with knots. I agree, and that's the reason why Wes would be number one, um, because I, I think his body of work is better. But, I mean, Jordan number three, uh, just as impressive. And I think in that top five as well, Sarah Rice would probably be in there as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, of, a lot of swimmers that are not on the show, and I do think that lets Jordan stand out because nobody else is around. Yeah, and I mean, and this is a skill that it's... It's very fortunate that Jordan is here right now because like you said earlier there's a lot of swimming challenges going on and everything and it's just it's nice to see somebody that is really good at something perform because you don't get to see that a lot on these challenges because the challenges the dailies they throw so much random wild stuff at you like jump from this car to this car while it's raining <laughs> like people don't people don't train for that but to be able to see it's like watching pro sports you know if you're going to watch Tom Brady play you're going to see great quarterback play you know you're going to see Jordan Wes, Shane, you know, Jemmy, uh, you know, Sarah, these other swimmers swim. It's nice to see a standout athlete excel in something they're really good at. It's just it's pleasing to the eye.
3: I just think it's more agitating, though, because it almost looks like it's fixed for them to win. Now, I don't think that that's what's happening, but there's other aspects of this game other than swimming. Like, I just, I don't see a reason why they have to have so many swimming challenges.
2: But let's go ahead and move on to the next point. But uh, Zach, Zach brings up something that that he reiterates constantly throughout this whole entire episode. And that's his belief that Team U.S. is a lot weaker than it should be. He highly regrets the fact that Tori and Jordan left Team U.S., after being voted into elimination and going to Team UK, he, he keeps bringing up that Team US is so weak and that this is the wrong team and that they could have been so great, so great, but they let Michael Jordan go to the other team. Team USA had the tools to be one of the best
0: challenge teams ever assembled, but because of politics, egos, it got broken down into what I don't think is a very strong team. So we might be in for a little bit of a fight here.
2: How do you guys feel about that statement? I do believe that there's a certain level of truth that both Jordan and Tori are great competitors and they would definitely improve Team US. But at the same time, you have multiple, multiple challenge winners on your team. Your team is still stacked. As long as Team UK has D and Rogan on it, I think that you guys are still coming ahead. Do you guys think that Zach... Is dwelling on this too hard and maybe doing a little bit too much bitching? Or is he on to a legitimate point
4: that's going to cost everybody on team, team US some money? Tyler. I mean, Zach has coached, you know, high school athletics and football and everything. And I think he's looking at this from the perspective as a coach. You know, you can go into a season and if you just lost all your top talent, all your good seniors, you know, you're going to be on a rebuild. It's going to be a struggle. You're going to have to grind it out to get there. Sure. You might make the playoffs. But I mean, is making the playoffs and getting your ass whooped as impressive as having that strong team and just winning it all? You know, that's the thing. And he's not wrong. And it's not just Jordan and Tori. I mean, imagine if those two were still there. But I mean, the Team USA doesn't turn on themselves. I mean, Wes, Bananas, Laurel. I mean, that's three more cha- multi-time challenge champs that we'd have right there. That would make this team even better. I do think he's dwelling a little too much, but he's bringing up fair points that they're trying to set themselves up for success, but while they're doing that, they're cutting off their best assets to win a final.
2: But don't you feel like it's just a bit hypocritical being for the fact that he wasn't this vocal when West was getting tossed out, only the members of his alliance. So he complains about it when it doesn't directly benefit him, at least not directly, because as long as Team US does
4: well, he's doing well. But I don't remember him saying anything about this when West was up. I mean, to your point, that's 100% fair. I think... Wes is the one person that he can't say anything against because every season people seem to dog on him because he's aligned with Wes, which for some reason is crossing the line. It's turn coding. That's the worst kept secret in the challenge. He plays both sides. Yeah, he does. He does. And I think he, he gets, he gets dogged on it inappropriately. Like, why is he getting yelled at for having friends that are enemies? Like, it's not his fault. His two friends hate each other. Like he's friends with both of them. I feel that way sometimes too. As <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs>
3: number one,
2: I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna cut it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it out. I'm just joking.
3: I don't give a fuck. So at the end of the day, but to <laughs> reiterate a point of what you were saying, I think he is complaining a lot. He does have a valid point, but to Tyler's point, it was his alliance that drew first blood. So obviously, the situation became. And even they said it during the episode when Ninja was thrown in and Polly and Cara were sitting on that chair and they were like, we got to be ready because if Ninja loses, it's going to be me and you going into eliminations every single
2: time. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good?
1: Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Pauline. You're listening to Love War Challenges.
3: What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome.
1: Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC podcast. World's most dangerous podcast.
2: So, Team U.S., is going to get the win, and T.J. is going to have them make a decision.
0: Congratulations, guys, on a great challenge. Brits getting it done, finally. Americans, you guys just couldn't get it done. Now, you guys got to nominate one female for the elimination. So you guys are going to vote right now.
3: T.J. puts us all on the spot, but our alliance is supposed to be holding strong, and hopefully everything just goes to plan today.
0: Leroy, who's your vote for?
2: Um, Ninja. I've done everything I could up until this point to help out my alliance, but saying Nani's name is not something that I'm willing to do, so I have to burn my vote on Ninja. So Team US voted that Nani is going in. Nani does have some support, but the numbers just aren't in her favor, something she's been dealing with all season. Now it's time for Team UK to vote.
0: All right, so CT, you speak for your team. You are the first of the tribunal. Now you got to form that tribunal. As long as Team UK stays true to what they said they were going to do, D, Rogan, and CT in the tribunal, then it's going to be Nani versus Tori. So I'm just having faith in the process. We we made it this far. We've stuck together this entire time.
1: I think it's about time we start acting like a team and we start protecting our team. What do you say, guys? Let's do it. Uh, We keep everybody from the UK out of the elimination today. Let's do it. How about about that? Let's do it. Uh, About time we move forward for the final. We've thrown in our best players. We've thrown challenges. I'm gonna do what's best for my team so that we have the best possible chance of winning the final. I've had enough of this game. Let's go win some money. All right, nobody from my team's going in. I'm gonna go with Rogan and Tori. You're good, you're good. Damn, CT picks me to be on the tribunal. Why? if you didn't think that man had tricks up his sleeve, you're wrong.
3: I wasn't expecting anybody to
1: look out for me and just when it mattered, CT
0: had my back. What the f- Oh, your numbers. Here he is. I want to introduce everyone to CT. Finally, someone is playing a game, any game besides Paulie and Cara's game. It's awesome to see, even though it's going to hurt our team. I did not know about
5: this. I
1: did not f- f- know about it. this. Nobody knew oh about this. Oh my God. Right,
2: so. CT definitely shakes some shit up. I mean, I don't think anybody's seen this coming Everybody on Team UK is totally blindsided. Him not voting in, Tory. I mean, I I don't think anybody was really expecting this. I was definitely thrown for a loop. There's a lot that goes into this decision. I mean, was this really the right move for CT to make? He knows the final is right around the corner, and he needs to protect that Team UK team. At the same time, he's potentially burning his own alliance that has held him down throughout this whole entire game. Did ct make the right move becky
3: game wise yes uh as much as i would like to say that he was wrong um this is probably how i would have played it Uh, i mean i probably would have been up front with team us and been like guys i can't keep going forward because at the end of the day i'm still gonna run a final and i want to run a final with these people so as of right now i am no longer voting with you so I get where he's coming from. I wish he had been more upfront and just told them what he was going to do. So there was less of like that betrayal aspect because you know how much everybody kind of loves each other. But at the end of the day, they all have to respect that he still wants to get money at the end of the day. And Tori and Jordan are money. They're strong competitors. He doesn't want to lose them. If he throws in Tori, he's going to piss off Jordan again. Why make that happen?
2: Well, for me, what I think is, when it comes to the, to the betrayal aspect of it, I think that he's seen that the final was right around the corner. I think he deduced that the final was going to be right after this. And we all know, once it gets to the final, it's every man for himself. Um, when it comes to the betrayal, I don't really put it in that category because he was made to do it on the spot. I think he just read the room, read where it was going, and I think he made the decision that he thought that he would benefit the most from and that his team
4: would benefit the most from. Tyler there's a couple things that made this decision happen. A uh, CT always plays his own game. He won't vote for somebody because you tell him to. I know this season he's kind of been working with those other guys, but he hasn't been really like laying out the hits. He's just kind of getting himself to the safe spot. As you're saying, where he can see the gold, he can see, you know, the final right on the corner. Second thing is, Team USA did him dirty at the beginning of the season by not picking him. Those are friendships and loyalties he's had for years, and they chose not to go with him. So I guarantee, even though it's a little issue, that was in the back of his pocket. The third issue is what the hell has Team USA done for Team UK besides vote in their best players, make them weaker, have them throw challenges, like put dysfunction within their own teams? I mean, they're having all this real quick just to jump in
2: real quick what they did for them is everybody who was working with them that they could they protected they protected everybody who was working with them Joss and Kaylee went home that was on a the purge there was nothing they could do about their performance but they have been protected this whole entire time I mean if everything goes the way that they wanted to go I mean it's going to be up there is CT Joss Rogan D
4: and Kaylee Yeah, no, no, you're not wrong there, but I mean, how many times did Team UK have power and they put in somebody on Team USA? For the people who's working with
2: Kara and Paulie and Cam and them, it's been working in their favor. Even though they've been losing daily
4: after daily, their friends were safe. The friends were safe, 100%, but their pockets aren't, and that's where my disagreement comes in, because having Theo in this final would be so much better than not having Theo. It just... That's just how it is. I 100%
2: agree with you. Not having Theo in
4: Georgia hurt Team UK immensely. Same thing with Jenny too. Yeah, and so they were doing more, this is what I feel, it wasn't give and take. I feel like it was more give, give, take. It was like 65, 35. Team USA is getting more than they're having to give. And I think that's just kind of what led to Team UK. It's CT's decision where he finally just goes, you know what, I'm making my own choice. I'm doing what I wanna do. Now, I have a question for you guys. All right. Do you do you guys? I I feel this way, but do you guys like it more that they didn't announce that this is like the final, like final daily before the you know final final female elimination? Like I feel like them keeping in the dark was great. What do you guys feel about that?
2: I 100% agree with you. I think them knowing beforehand, this vote goes very very differently. Not for Team U.S., but Team U.K. I mean, Jesus Christ, who knows what CT would have done? I don't think he would have changed it. But I mean, who knows that kind of pressure? You can really only imagine how that goes.
3: I agree hundred uh, percent with Malik. I think that it's a great thing that they did that not telling everybody that this was happening. I think a lot of people thought it was nearby, but I think they thought that they still had a couple of, a, of dailies to go. So leaving this kind of quiet is honestly the smartest thing that they've done this season. Um, I do agree that I think that the the nominations would have been a lot harder. And I'm actually really glad that they didn't do it that way.
2: All right, so Ashley is going into elimination, and she's not really happy.
0: All right, Ashley. Yeah, it sucks going into elimination. All right, no. so, I'm so sorry. Get
3: the I'm- away from me. I swear to God, I'll punch you and go home. I don't give a, <laughs> a <laughs> And I'll f*** come to your team, and I'll lose, because guess who's already Rich. Unlike you two, you blew through a half a million already. I don't give a f- Watch me.
1: <laughs> she is an absolute wild one, loose cannon, and scares the f- out of me. No, you're I'm f- sorry. I'm sorry. No,
3: you should be.
2: Do you think that Ashley was justified in throwing her little fit, or was this just her entitlement of being a two-time champ jumping out? Becky.
3: I think that this is par for who Ashley is. She gets upset because things don't go her way, um, and it's very normal for her to act this way. She's done it multiple seasons. I am not surprised. Uh, The fact that she always brings up that she's still a millionaire and everybody else is broke uh, (laughs) is also her go-to insult now versus nobody likes you. So I think that's a better quote, obviously better. I'm a millionaire versus the other one, but... Yeah, it was par for who Ashley is and the character that she is. I wasn't surprised, and I was actually quite amused by it.
4: Yeah, I, I was thinking the exact same thing before I even to say anything. Like, Becky hit it right on, you know, nail on nail the head that this is just who Ashley is. This is what we should expect from her. If she, at any moment, doesn't get her way, she's going to kind of say the same things. I mean, the moment that, like, last season, Theo was like, I'll, I mean, what if I pick you? And she's like, I'll just I'll just lose on purpose so you don't win anything. I and mean, I think she's going to say this forever because she has that money in her pocket.
2: So Tori, Jordan, CT, D, Kara, Pauly, Ninja, Cam, Zach, and Leroy are all going to a final. Congratulations to them. This is a stacked fucking final. And to only think Woo. that it could have been way more stacked. I mean, there's no Laurel bananas are turbo i mean whew, jesus christ
3: oh jesus things that turbo could do
2: but because of the way that things turned out paulie is kind of questioning rogan and what he knew it kind of reminds me of um of watergate with richard nixon what did the president know and when did he know it no,
1: i didn't have anything to do with it right yeah man but these
2: just come
1: in and said you've been just talking and saying that you think I was in on it? Yeah, I keep going back and forth. So what, were you pretending to us be friends the whole time? And, like, look, just... I don't, don't, I don't pretend. And if I was talking I would talk right to your face. And I could take my glasses off because I don't need to have mine. Right? He gets all intense and takes off his shades. And it all gets a bit weird. I had no idea CT was going to do that, so what's his problem? I wasn't involved, I had no idea whatsoever. Okay. I was as shocked as you were and I hated saying that's his name.
4: My heart wants it to be 100% in the dark because me and you have rode this thing out this whole way.
1: I hope that Rogan had nothing to do with it because I would hate to have another letdown when it
2: comes to people I trust in this game. All uh, right, cool then. All right, that's cool. And that's it. Cool. Yeah. Good. Do you think that Paulie was in the right to start questioning Rogan and his loyalty at this point, or was Paulie out of line? Or should, should, should Paulie have kept the sunglasses on, is what I'm trying to say.
4: Tyler. <laughs> I thought that was such an odd exchange. I mean, it almost seemed like he was trying to like power move him. It felt like uh, it felt like something like Robert De Niro would do in a movie. Like He would talk to you, and like, he'd take his glasses off and be like, I'm going to open up to you right now, and you better be honest with me, like type of thing. Um it was it was interesting. I think he should have just left it. I mean, what Rogan did didn't really affect anything. Somebody from Team USA was going to have to go in. I mean, CT put put Tory in the tribunal. It wasn't Rogan. No, no, no I definitely believe you. CT put Rogan into a tight spot. I mean, it was kind of smart. He's CT forced Rogan to show his cards. He forced Team USA to show their cards. You know, it was is it was pretty smart and I I, I, I like that move. For Rogan's sake, I, don't, I, I agree. I'm going to keep saying it. He had no idea about it. He looked shocked. I mean, D literally was scolding him, and that was a great little segment right there where she was like, did you know about this? And he was like, no, I swear to God, I didn't do anything.
3: He's like, not again. I don't need another woman mad at me again.
4: That was literally like, it was, it was, it was almost like she turned to him and was like, were you out drinking last night? And he was like, no, I swear, I was at home. I was reading a book. I didn't do anything. <laughs>
3: That girl's lying. You didn't see anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think, honestly, you could tell by Rogan's reaction that he had no idea what happened. Now, I agree with um, Tyler that the taking off of the sunglasses and I'm going to look you in the eye kind of situation was comical uh, more than it was intimidating. Uh, I think that (laughs) it was really awkward because obviously they don't understand the subtleties maybe sometimes in England. Uh, it's a very New York thing to do. Let me take off my glasses just in case I'm going to have to fight you so I don't break my sunglasses.
2: He's Jersey, though.
3: Uh, well, New York, Jersey.
2: Don't even say tomato it. Tomato, tomato. Don't even say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Come on, fam. I, I, I love Polly the death. I got mad love for Jersey. My people out there in Camden, Newark, Patterson. Yo, much love, but it ain't the same. Oh, hater.
3: <laughs> okay, so it's not the same, but... The New Jersey i don't give a fuck attitude then is very similar to what he already does. I wasn't surprised to see it. Um, I was very amused by the whole situation. He shouldn't have taken it out on him because it really wasn't his fault because you could tell in everything he was in panic mode a hundred percent. He didn't know what to do. He was like, why did you put me in this position is all over his face.
2: All right. So TJ is going to take Nani and Ashley off by themselves. Nobody else will be there and to what we have the first time this season, a super elimination.
0: All right, Nani, Ashley, welcome to your first and only super elimination. Today's elimination is called Run For Your Life. Why? Because you're both running for your life in this game. As you can see, there are two boxes, one for each of you. In these boxes are four puzzle pieces. So when I say go, you're gonna grab two puzzle pieces and you're gonna run as fast as you can all the way up this trail to the top. That's where you're gonna find the puzzle. You're then gonna drop off your two puzzle pieces and run back down here, grab the other two. Go all the way up to the top and solve that puzzle. The puzzle requires only three of the four collected pieces. It's up to you to figure out which ones are correct the first to solve their puzzle, will win today's elimination round and go straight to the final.
2: Loser goes home empty handed. All right, let's go, good luck. So this super elimination is called Run For Your Life. It is definitely a lot of running, a lot of cardio, a lot of endurance, and then after you do all that, there's a puzzle at the end. Ashley starts off in the lead, she keeps a good pace, but she ends up getting lost, ends up tying up with Nani. They both get up there at the same place, but Ashley is the first one to realize that the puzzle is Sudoku-like and Ashley gets the win. Nani is going home. Now, I said something on Twitter earlier today because I, I do like Nani. I'm, I, I'm not a Nani hater, but I have not been rooting for Nani this season. And all reality, this loss by Nani even though it helps the alliance I've been rooting for all season. For some reason, it, it didn't bring me any joy, especially when it comes to Nani and Leroy. They've been doing this for a while. Um, they they got to get a win soon. I do think Leroy is a little bit more deserving. He's been a little bit more consistent in his appearances. Nani has been back for the last two seasons, and, and she's making a comeback. And she's, she's been doing pretty well. She, she makes it pretty far, probably mostly off, off her alliances. But it didn't bring me any joy. This one didn't taste good. And I ended up feeling really bad for Nani. How did Nani's loss make you guys feel? Did you guys feel more happy for Ashley, for working hard, getting it done, and making her way to the final? Or do you guys feel a profound sadness for Nani, a competitor, who I never questioned her heart. Her heart isn't in question. Her, Her ability and maybe her drive and motivation, I might question, but never her heart. How do you guys feel about it? Tyler.
4: Both. I feel both ways. I feel, you know, this is a good win for Ashley right before the final. You know, she's been wanting to prove everybody wrong. But, I mean, you have to have a little bit of heartbreak when you see Nani. I mean, that that post-game interview, essentially, the post-elimination elimination interview, that she literally couldn't talk. She had no words. She didn't want to say anything. And that's just heartbreaking, you know, to be so close to a final and it just ripped away from her. Due to numbers. That's all it was. It wasn't performance. She, isn't, she honestly has not been the worst performer on Team USA this season. Who has been, then? Uh, it's been Ninja. Ninja's been a, a worst performer on a more consistent basis. I mean, Ninja sat out the most challenges. And on the challenges she's done, there's been more complaints about her. And so that's just what it is. Nani, on the challenges that Ninja sat out, has performed pretty well. And that's just that um not saying it's been like way different but it just you can, I kind of feel that way uh, it, it's heartbreaking and you'd feel this way for a lot of people i mean this is ct at the end of the duel so close you know this is this is this is brad on the duel 2 having to run up that hill with anisa and like you know and having to dig with rachel and she just sits there and then brad's like 10 seconds away from his first win you know it's heartbreaking
3: i really didn't feel bad um i think that this game was a little bit much for for Nani this season. I saw a lot of weird blow-ups. This is not the Nani that I'm used to seeing. Maybe it is and it isn't. Maybe I just haven't seen her in a long time.
2: Maybe she changed.
3: She's changed.
2: She needs a break.
3: I miss the old Nani, but uh, I...
2: Which Nani is that? The one that every challenge's d*** all season long? Is that the Nani you miss?
3: I miss the fun-loving Nani. I'm not going to say that, you know, she isn't...
2: We all miss Nani.
3: I did not say Nani. You said Nani. I said have a good time and party Nani, who was not so stressed out about everything, who got her fucking clothes thrown into the pool and all she did was laugh. That's the Nani I miss.
2: Well, with Nani, this season has been immensely stressful. Her numbers were wiped out in six episodes. She's been. She's been relying on... There have been on, people who she, have made... Listen, there have
3: been people who made all the way to the end with little to no alliances.
2: But, but check this out. The, so, o- the only reason why she made it this long is because she has been the female buffer for Team US. If, if Team US was able to get through this without a female buffer, she would have been gone so much quicker. So much quicker. But it looks like 90 season is coming to an end. So sad, but... It's gonna be a wrap for her. I'm sure we will see her again in the future. Uh, much love, respect to her. So now Ashley has a choice. Does she turn turncoat? So
3: I had a decision to make. If you guys would all oblige to hold your snarky comments till the end because there's gonna be some bitterness to this that you're not gonna like the taste of. She's scary when she's angry. And Ashley did say that when she wins, she's going to come back and switch to the Brits and make sure we lose. I could get to pick between two teams. The teams with liars, backstabbers, cheaters, and the two most egotistical maniacs I've ever seen in my
1: life. I can't trust Ashley. To be honest, I'm deflated and a little bit scared.
3: I'd rather die than do that. (laughs) So, let's go with the team of Leia. We're so happy she's a force.
5: She's gonna punch it out. She's gonna perform. She won't stop in the final.
2: We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good?
1: Uh, How's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie. You're listening to Love War Challenges.
3: What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome.
1: Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast.
2: She doesn't. Now, the way that things are shaking up and we know who is going into the final, do you think she made the right choice to stay with Team U.S.? Does, who do you guys believe in more, the Team U.S. as it is now or the Team U.K.? as it is now. Do you think Ashley made the right choice by staying with Team US? She made the
4: wrong choice. Now- um, Why did she (sighs) make the wrong choice? Because Team UK has got a better team to run a final. I don't care what it says, but they have... Okay, so like...
2: Rogan and D? I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. CT, Tory and Jordan is nice, but you also got Rogan and D. And judging by what we've seen from from, from Vendettas and from last season, you got to think that Rogan and D is going to be more of an anchor. And by the way, that they, they performed
4: in the dailies. You're not wrong there. You're not I'm wrong, but we've wrong. also... But okay, here. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put in a thought here. Swimming has been used this entire season. What if they have to swim a lot on the final? You have some of the worst swimmers in Leroy and Kara and Ninja all there on your side. On the other side, you have D. That's one bad swimmer. Who outswam Kara and Leroy? So, in my opinion, it's not... And in my opinion, it would be better to work with them. I think Jordan is one of the best finals runners we've ever seen. I think CT is one of the best puzzle people we've ever seen in this this game. And Tori is a physical beast. Now, when you look at Rogan, we obviously know his faults and everything. He had a herniated disc. He couldn't finish. He almost did. However, Rogan's very strong. So, if you had to look at, like, well, Zach's super strong. Rogan and Zach could probably carry similar weights, very close to each other. I bet they're just as strong as each other. I, I give the edge to Zach. Comes the D, I think D is not as much of an anchor as, the, as some of the other people on that team. Team USA has no puzzle makers over there. Kara. Like, realistically.
3: Kara is a good puzzle person, and so is Ashley. And,
2: and so did Pauly. Pauly got the other puzzle solved in pretty fast time.
3: Yeah, they're the strongest puzzlers other than CT i opinion.
4: disagree i disagree i don't think Kara is that great at puzzles i think Kara has had a couple of shining moments on puzzles that overshadow some of how she does on puzzles um i also think that Polly has done okay on puzzles but hasn't done anything to like stand out i just think ct and jordan are that much better at puzzles than everybody else on team usa it's and it's not just like I'm guessing this. This is proven. Like, Jordan's one of the smartest people to ever be on the show. CT is one of the best puzzle makers to ever be on the show. According to Jordan. The fact, He is, though. But he, but he is, though.
2: I don't know. I, I would say that Pauly played the much better social game over Jordan this season.
3: I mean, let's just be honest. Jordan doesn't play a strong social game any season he's on. He is a terrible person around these people. He, he uses mental mind games to fuck with people. He did this on Dirty 30. He did this um, during, from what I saw, Rivals 2 when he was on there too. He was also very mentally manipulative. Um, and obviously this season, he's been terrible. And I'm not saying it's because of any other reason other than maybe he's just trying to play a strong game. Um, even if it's against his own players or his own you know, teammates. But Jordan's never had a strong social game.
4: Yeah, but that that, that has nothing to do with Ashley's decision to choose on who she wants to run a final with. social game has nothing to do anymore. I know, but but her picking the right side was the thing. And you want to pick the better people. If you look at it, Ashley's on the sideline. You can go with four challenge championships or three challenge championships. You can't say Team USA is stronger when it comes to finals because they only have three ships without Ashley. And Team UK's got four. So realistically- That's like
3: counting rings in like football.
4: They're not the only people
3: involved in this situation. There's other people usually involved in whether or not they win. Now, I understand why Ashley didn't move over to Team UK. She's loyal. At the end of the day, she's going to ride hard for who people who have been riding hard for her, which is Team US. She wants to win with Team US.
2: And loyalty matters. She wants to win with her friends.
3: Exactly. So the same thing that everybody's praising Nani for is what Ashley is doing.
2: And, and there's an intangible of working with the people you like and working with your friends. A lot of great things can come from that. So I don't knock her choice at all. If I was in her shoes, I probably would have made the same choice. If I'm going to win, I want to win with my friends. If I'm going to lose, I want to lose with my peoples. You know what I mean? We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh,
1: how's it going? This is, uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie. you're listening to Love War Challenges.
3: What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome.
1: Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC podcast. World's most
5: dangerous podcast.
2: So... That's going to wrap up the episode, the challenge, season 34, episode 14. Let's go ahead and move into tea time. Interesting, interesting off season stuff. Now, we're going to try to keep this as spoiler free as humanly possible, but this is your warning something in the future might slip out. Maybe. We haven't talked about it yet. Uh, I might go back and, and record something else in front of this just in case. But something I wanna to touch on, we didn't touch on this last week, and that's really my fault. And I'm not sure if I made the right decision. Uh, me, MTV Malik, you guys know me. Everybody knows that I, I love Cara. I'm a big Cara, a big Cara uh, supporter, big Cara fan, like her very much. But also, I like Kayla. I'm not gonna apologize for that. I, I think Kayla is a, a, a pretty good competitor, I think she has the tools necessary to win one of these, one of these days, if put it into the right situation. Information has come out mainly off of Instagram, mainly off of Bear's Instagram, that her and Bear are involved. Becky, you want to take it away from here? This is kind of your thing. <laughs>
3: um, basically, there have been multiple articles that have now been released, uh, mostly due to items that were shown on Twitter and obviously on Instagram, as Malik was saying of kayla taking multiple instagram pictures with um being uh, like in a towel or in bed with bear with his ring on um you have bear showing her at her children's party that his family is having you see them all up and down london now this has gotten back to mikey and mikey is out telling people he has no idea what's going on he As far as he knows, everything was good. He was posting pictures of them together with little hearts. He's done a lot of things just trying to say that they they were fine until semi-recently when he finally came out with, I don't know what's going on, and uh, I I just see her on Instagram, and I'm in the same place you all are waiting for an explanation. Um, As of right now, we don't have the information as Kayla is stating that she is unable to speak on the situation. I'm um, asking people to respect her privacy um and to not comment on her relationship even though she is very keen on commenting on everybody else's relationship once it becomes public. So do we think that people should be allowed to ask these questions right now or should we all have to wait similar to way Mikey is waiting, you know, in Las Vegas for an answer.
2: <laughs> so to to follow up what I was saying about earlier you know, I'm a, I'm a big Carter fan, big Taylor fan, and, and those two ideologies uh, clash for the most part. But also, back when Mikey P was getting dragged for previous tweets and stuff, I actually reached out to him. He, he did an interview on Saniac Podcast, and I made sure I tuned in. I thought he explained himself really, really well. I kind of was able to see where he was coming from. We've actually been pretty cool since. So I, as much as I like Kayla, I also like Mikey. Like, I'm a Mikey fan. And a lot of people who have a lot to say about, oh, you know, he, he just wants to be on the challenge, this and the other. Remember, Mikey has been on MTV years ago. He already has an end to the challenge, all that shit to the side. I like the guy. I, I think he's pretty cool. All of my interactions with him have been extremely positive and kind, which makes me really, really feel for the guy, which is one of the reasons why I haven't commented too much towards one side or, or another. But with the information that we do have, which is limited, I gotta say I'm Team Mikey right now on this one. From what I know of, from my interactions with him personally, he's been a nice and kind and sweet guy. I've always been happy for Kayla. Like, hey, yo, you you back somebody's cool. He seems like a real, real dope person. With the information that we do have, I acknowledge that I don't know everything that's going on. Um, I hate about how ugly it's got. I know a lot of people whose Carver fans have really jumped on this as the opportunity to get their get back. You motherfuckers had a whole lot to say when Paulie's cheating scandal went up and when when Carver's cheating scandal went up. And now it's your turn to feel that shit that you guys have made us feel. And unfortunately, because it's Mikey, and Mikey has seemed as a pretty sympathetic figure in this, I think everybody feels for the guy. Everybody feels bad, and Kayla isn't looking really good right now. So personally, I'm just waiting for more information. I really don't know how this shakes out. I just want to say that, you know, this is really tough for anybody to go through or have to deal with With the information that I know of. And I'm just going to say, uh, you know, love, respect, the support over to Mikey, and hopefully this thing gets cleared out more sooner than later.
3: I mean, I can say... Um, a lot of people are trying to say, PR, PR, this is a stunt.
2: It's not, um, it, it's not a stunt. It is well, not a thing. stunt.
3: I, I'm just saying that this is what people are saying. In my opinion, if this is a stunt, it is an insane one. Because what man allows himself to be portrayed in such a bad light? It's just, he looks terrible if this is what's happening. If. This is what's
2: happening. Real quick, I don't think it portrays him in a bad light.
3: If he's doing it for PR, that's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, if, if, if he's doing know. it for
2: PR, then yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty terrible.
3: But that's what I'm trying to say. As a man, I can't see somebody like I can't see you, Malik, allowing your woman to embarrass you this badly. No, for no you absolutely to get
2: on a TV show. Absolutely not. I would black both that's her what eyes. So
3: that's the situation. You wouldn't black book anything. She'd kick your ass. Yeah, that's anyway. anyway, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, at the end of the day, I'm not a fan of Mikey. I'm not a fan of Kayla. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a fan of neither. But at the end of the day, I do find myself feeling bad for Mikey because I feel like he is just as in the dark as everybody else. And that's not fair. That's not fair to him. That's not Fair to the three years that he invested into this relationship where he's defended her, backed her up.
2: He has been her biggest supporter, biggest supporter.
3: And that's one thing I can say. He never turned on her, even if they probably had fights, which you know they did, or if they had any issues. He never once turned on her. He's always had her back. So I can say one thing for Mikey. He's always been extraordinarily loyal to Kayla. Kayla is showing us that she's not loyal to him. Now, whether or not there's a reason for that, like maybe there's something that he did before she left that caused her to do this. I don't know. But as of right now, she looks she looks like dirt. She looks like she's a terrible human. And I hope that there's a better explanation than. I was horny and in the middle of nowhere and I got my rocks off.
2: Well, right now, I think the explanation is I am contractually obligated to not speak. (laughs) so Tyler I know this really isn't your thing do you care to comment or you good for that
4: I I mean I can comment from somebody that is completely unaware of you know I stay away from spoilers I stay away from anything that could affect watching time on a future season Um, but this has been all over Twitter and there's really nothing to get away from it Uh, if this is I don't even know if it's been confirmed if this actually happened or if it's more so just like an alleged type thing I mean obviously anybody that cheats is doing the wrong thing i don't think it makes them a bad person i just think it it's them doing a bad thing that's not forgivable essentially from that person they're doing it to. then again what if she's leaving somebody for her soulmate i mean i'm not saying it is but it is a possibility i've seen i mean Bear. it happened on you never know Here's the thing. We can't just judge these people because we see little bits and parts of them. And we go, ah, oh, they're terrible people. We don't know how they feel towards one another and everything. Um, the only reason I say that last part about like finding this soulmate is I remember this a long time ago, the real world, Washington, DC. Uh, there was a, a person on there. There was a person on there and she legitimately said, I've never, che- I've only cheated one time and it was with my ex-boyfriend and I cheated on him with my current boyfriend who I've been with for like five years. And that's just like, you know, so maybe if this is true, Kayla and Bear are in love. If it's not true, somebody's obviously trying to get Kayla in the wrong here, trying to get Bear in the wrong. They're very easy targets in the challenge world. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out going forward.
2: Well, at at the same time, at the same time, I don't knock her too hard. She can't talk about it because anything about what led to this is probably going to be part of next season. And we all know they can't talk about it, but I don't want to get too deep into spoiler territory. Now, offshoot of this incident is Theo from Real World Who Gives a Flying Fuck jumping in, and he mentioned that, you know, Kayla got the nudes. Are are you familiar with this, Becky? Yeah. Run us through it real quick.
3: Basically, it is alleged um, that Kayla sent nudes to multiple cast members. Hunter um, uh, was one that confirmed that he received these nudes um, prior to them meeting on invasion uh again it's a legend but it was confirmed by a couple cast members that this happened according to theo he said he received these nudes as well and basically called kayla a thought and that she's been and around since the beginning of time and we're not supposed to be surprised uh is his basic wording um obviously he's known as the guy who quit the challenge because he couldn't jump so <laughs> i think a lot of people aren't really taking him seriously uh, but, I mean, this has also been brought up by other cast members, such as Amanda, who stated that multiple cast members told her that she sent pictures to them. So, I don't know. I mean, it's all kind of he said, she said at this point.
2: Well, the way I feel about it is I'm going, I'm going under the assumption that she did send the nudes. Now, if a female like Kayla Casillas sends you nudes, you say thank you, you save them, and you go about your fucking day. He only brought this up to hurt her. Maybe it's to build clout to get him another spot back on the challenge. But really, and, and I don't dislike Theo. I rather enjoyed him, and I rather enjoyed his storyline that was on The Real World, even though uh, that season of The Real World was, I mean, if I remember correctly, one of the worst. It may have been one of the seasons that killed The Real World. But all reality, it was ill-timed. It could have been brought up at any other time except for now. It just, it just isn't a great look for him. I think he could have just shut the fuck up about it.
3: I think he's got a bad history with her. So I don't know what she did to him that caused him to step up and basically shade the crap out of her. Maybe he's interested in coming back to the challenge. So he's trying to get as much attention on himself as possible. But Theo's been known to jump in and talk crap about the new cast members. So this isn't new for him. He does this a lot and he gets dragged a lot especially since he's one of the main gifts. If you look up the challenge of being like, just hanging there like a turd. On a string. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he can't,
4: he's clearly just grasping on to somebody in the challenge. That's relevant because he wants to be back. I don't ever expect him to be back. I mean, once a quitter, always a quitter. And he's literally just grasping for, you know, he's gasping, gasping for air right now. He's drowning in irrelevance. And he's trying to just get himself back on the show. I don't dislike the guy, but when you show up, you perform, you don't quit. That's just my thing on it. So I think he's just trying to leech towards any challenger that is relevant. All right, so
2: let's go ahead and move into the hit list. The unofficial, official power rankings for the Challenge 34, War of the Worlds 2. Tyler, who do you got in your top five?
4: So routing out our top five this week, uh, Rogan falls two spots to number five. We have Tori, who falls two spots to number four. Ashley makes the move of the week, moving up six to number three. CT moves up two spots to number two. And Jordan keeps his top spot at number one. I understand why Jordan is number one.
2: I think that you think that nobody has done enough in the past episode to leapfrog him. I'm just not 100% comfortable with that. I don't know. He did do great in the daily. But, and I know Ashley did make a great jump for her win. But I don't know about how I feel about him in in, in the number one spot. Becky.
3: Well, honestly, I think that CT should have taken that number one spot. He turned on his fellow Allegiance members. He threw in, uh, he saved somebody on the other side that everybody else was hoping he would vote in. Uh, he had a lot of overall screen time. I think that he should have been number one. I know that he may have not been high up on the list. Maybe that's why he didn't go all the way to the top. But I think he did more. Yes, Jordan did great on the Daily. But that's really all he did. And Tori didn't do anything. All Tori did was get put into a tribunal to vote in Ashley. So I don't even understand why she's anywhere in the top five. She should be out of the top five. Because what is she she's writing on uh coattails right now so i don't know i don't agree with it but i understand you have your own rules and regulations of why people are where they at all
2: right tyler tell us how you came upon your top five and how you put
4: it together okay so let's just start with let's start with tori because jordan's kind of the main course of this um tori fell two spots she was number two last week she's had some of the strongest run of episodes for the past couple three four weeks and she, so, she's been, so she's been in the top three a lot. She falls a little bit because here's the thing. Her team won. She got in the tribunal. She had five interviews, which put her about like eighth out of everything. So it's not great. And that's why she falls. But when you also look at her thing, she was better than D on the Daily Challenge. She was better than Cam and Ninja, who she went up against. You know, she went twice and she beat all those people with her partner Rogan. And so she did really well. Um, I don't really see anybody on Team USA that did that well this episode that I can move up, honestly, besides Ashley. Now, Jordan. Jordan stays at number one for two reasons. It's not just that he dominated the Daily Challenge and was the best performer on that Daily Challenge. You know, he only had four interviews to my count, which put him at, like, ninth place. But here's what he did by dominating that challenge. He saved Tori. If Jordan isn't good on the Daily Challenge, Team USA wins, Tori automatically goes into elimination. Because Jordan dominated, got them the win, was one of the voices that put CT as the Speaker of the Tribunal, who, rewind early in the episode, him and Tori are trying to convince to keep them in. More might have been happening there that we didn't see. Jordan planted the seeds at the beginning of the episode. He finished the job by getting the win, and then he gave CT the Tribunal Speaker. And in doing that, he got himself and Tori to the final. So it was bigger impact than just swimming. That's why. Sorry to drop logic. That's just what I do. Yeah, okay.
2: Thanks. So that's gonna do it for us here at Love War Challenges. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, make sure you visit us at lwcpodcast.com. Also Make sure you visit us at youtube.lwcpodcast.com to catch the replays of our podcast and the replays of The Hit List. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com for all of your Love War challenges, The Hit List, and general challenge gear. Bananas, close us out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Another great episode, PodStars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com/slash love war challenges. Also, check out our new website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Podstars.
5: Peace!